0: You're listening to The Harvest Podcast, a podcast to help you discover purpose, passion, and potential. Join us each month for new episodes to help you discover what God is planting in a simple everyday person's life. Now, here's your host.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Harvest Podcast. And hey, we're super excited to get to chat with you today. Chris is here with us. Chris, how are you?
0: What's going on? I'm doing good, ready for a vacation. I can wait. Me and my family are going out of town this week. It is going to be amazing. How are you, bro? Dude,
1: life has been good. We've been in a little bit of a season of transition, but man, I'm excited for what God has in store for the future. I'm excited for our listeners, whoever's listening, hey, I hope you're doing I hope you're doing well. I hope life is treating you well. I know life may seem stressful right now, but there is something good God is doing in all of us if we're just patient and trust in that. And today, I just Amen. really, I get asked, yeah, man, it's good. And I get asked this question a lot. I've been asked this question a lot on social media recently of why, why we started simply, why we started ministry, why we started the podcast, like what God has done in us to get us to this point so i simply want to hit on that question of why did you start so man i'll ask you first why did you start doing ministry
0: why did i start doing ministry okay so this is the funny thing i always hated church when i was a kid like my mom was one of the type of people that wanted me to go to church she tried to force me to go to church like i was the i was that type of kid that would fake like I would sleep. I would fake that I was sick. I would act like I didn't do my homework. act like I had too much homework. I just didn't want to go to church. Like she just forced me. But I'm so thankful that my mom forced me because, you know, if she never would have forced me, I probably would have been out in the streets somewhere, probably just like anybody else would be, not serving Jesus, probably doing their own thing, probably selling drugs, probably getting somebody pregnant, probably you name it, man. But my life was totally changed by a youth pastor by the name, by a man named Matt Sharon, and he just changed my life. And he didn't change, he didn't change my life by a sermon, he didn't change my life by an altar call, but he changed my life by a conversation. And I think a lot, What a lot of us, we need to understand, even as leaders and even as ministers, like those who ever watching or hearing our podcast right now, uh, if you're a pastor, if you're a leader, uh, I, want, I want you to understand this, I feel like the Holy Spirit wanted me to say this, but I want you to understand that your sermons do change lives, but conversations mm-hmm. will change your life forever. And mm-hmm. because I say that, because I'm a witness, and I can testify that a conversation from a man who really just saw something in me, it changed yeah. my life forever. It because of his conversation, I'm married. Because, because of the conversation. I'm doing youth ministry because of the conversation. You know, I'm delivered from pornography because of the conversation. I'm doing what God's called me to do, and yeah. reason why I started. Reason why I started ministry is is simply because I know that we're called to make the world a better place, and because somebody made me better, I want to be that same somebody to somebody else, whether they're A teenager whether they're a young adult whether they're adults or whether they're old people i just want to reach this generation for jesus and i know it's going to take god so man i started all because i knew who i was back then and now i know who i am now and i know people Mm -hmm. need the same gospel
1: dude i love that and you know i'm definitely a similar situation um you know there's a lot of conversations not saying this is bad but i get to have with some pastors who you know their parents yeah. were pastors or somebody in their family was a pastor and so they kind of just followed in that footstep like i grew up in church i grew up on this conversation of, you know serving god with my life you know matthew 11:28, 28 go into yeah. the world make disciples like i grew up around that concept but for me it was even different too like i was in the same boat did not care about church whatever like it was just boring to me like no interest and it wasn't until I really met God on my knees that I was like this is a good thing like I really need these people in my life that are going to pour into me weekly and one of my favorite stories is tell is simply about my testimony how a lot of times people are you know at a worship service or a conference when they really have their encounter with Jesus and what's special about my story is I, my encounter was in a bedroom, like, and and that goes to show like, Hey, like you don't have to have this radical church experience to, you know, find your passion in me. And I think that is super important. And and that's what got me started was that simple conversation with God in my bedroom. It wasn't a conversation I had with the pastor or a spiritual leader. Cause I mean, at the time I had nobody and I was on the floor, like, I was angry Um, at that point in my life. I had just been told that the soon-to-be little brother we were expecting was not coming, and that he, um, the heartbeat was lost. You know, I was so infuriated. I was like, God, what more could you do in my life to make it a wreck? And for the first time in my life, I felt a hand on my shoulder, and there was just this comfort. And God showed me in a dream uh, this little boy. I mean, at the time, we actually didn't know the gender of the baby. It wasn't far long, But in this dream, there was a vision of a little baby boy who was just running and playing. And he said, and he came to me and said, I want you to know you can have loved me better. And I was just like, this was a radical experience with God because I knew that was just my sibling. And that guy said, hey, this is, this is my child who I love. And yes, he never made it to earth, but he... He planted a seed in my life. And and that's kind of been the reason why I started was later on in my story, um, as I was telling you, that there was a pastor who took a chance on me and said, hey, I know the hurt that you're going through, and I don't want anybody else to have to go through that. And that's why we simply, I wanted to name this conversation The One. It takes one person. Yeah. you Said your pastor. He, he, he invested in you. It made you who you are today. And and that's simply what happened with me as well is, you know, there was one person, whether that is a pastor or a parent or a business owner, even it can be anybody. It takes one person to truly invest into who you become in the future. And, you know, that simple person is Jesus, you know, because of what Jesus did in someone else's life, now they're paying that forward. And so tell us a little bit more about what that pastor did for you. Tell us about that experience that how he really just radically changed your life.
0: I, I came in the youth ministry, I want to say around 14 years old. And man, I, I was just a shy, insecure, quiet kid that just loved mm-hmm. basketball. And basketball was, it was just always my getaway. Uh, was my parents were arguing and talking about divorce. Basketball was my getaway when I was depressed. It was just always my getaway. And I'm thankful for my mom just shoving me into church because what the church had, and I guess that's what really, draw, like, draw me into church, was a basketball court, an indoor court. Mm-hmm. And on Wednesday, Wednesday nights, um... We would play for 30 minutes uh, right before the youth service. And man, it's just every time I walk into those doors, this skinny white man, <laughs> the skinny white man would always be like, what's up, bro? How are you? How was your day today? Do you need anything? And he he just doesn't know how much that meant to me because like yeah. it's very simple, but in- show that he cared because in my mind and in my heart I felt lonely I felt scared I felt like nobody really cared about me but that mm-hmm. one man right. changed my life for over the past five five and a half years of my life and I just because of him I want to be like him now I don't want to be exactly like him I want to do everything that he does but I want to have that same heart towards a teenager or towards a person yeah that, hey like you share Jesus, I share Jesus, and I like how the Bible is in the Gospels because in the Gospels, if you look at it, Jesus did teach you know some sermons. He did have some powerful sermons, you know, like the sermon on the mount. On the mount, uh, the sermon when he had got interrupted about they needed some food, and he multiplied the fish and the bread. Like Jesus has some powerful sermons, but yeah. in the Bible, like Jesus really has. Some- powerful conversations because Mm -hmm. if you really look at it, he healed the blind man with the conversation. He helped the woman at the well learn her true identity with the conversation. The woman that committed adultery, uh, it was a conversation to help her understand that she no longer has to have shame in her heart. Um, Man, you name it. He even had a conversation with the devil to let him know who God really was. Like, his conversations just changed lives and it impacted lives. And, I'm like, Mm -hmm. man, like if we can learn the power of a conversation, that's where we start. And I started all because of a conversation and I want to finish because of because I know I can, I can preach to these teenagers all I want, but with the conversations and with the one-on-one communication Mm -hmm. and God can change lives because that's how my life was changed simply because of that, man.
1: Mm -hmm. Dude, I love that. And one of the things I love in the Bible is, I mean, I, am, I love the story of Job so much. I speak out of the story of Job so much. And yeah. when you look at the story of Job, God commanded Satan not to kill Job, and Satan obeyed. Yeah. And so that says something. that even the sin of the world obeyed God. And in my mind, that is so radical and you know the conversation i had the day i was ready to leave church and never walk out of it and the pastor stopped me and said hey come in my office and i was sitting on his couch had no care in the world for anything he was about to tell me and he says you don't have to tell me because i asked your family because i knew you weren't going to want to talk and and he said all i need you to do is listen i don't need you to say anything I don't need you to look at me. I just need you to listen. And it was in that moment when he just started unraveling the story about his sister. And he said, I've never told anybody this, but it's time. A couple weeks later, he actually preached it in a service. And in in, in that moment, I just found like my heart was heavy. And just knowing that there was somebody there that cared for me was huge. Um, One of my favorite bands actually is about to come out with a new song called The Simple Things. And you said that um, about that pastor is he didn't realize how simple things radically change our life. And that's one of the things our ministry is big on. Like yeah, you never know what a simple text can do. Just saying, how are you or yeah. what a phone call can do. Like it's or going out to lunch or literally just playing basketball. Like I love that playing yeah. basketball simple conversations radically changed my life was it because of him that you became a youth pastor
0: yeah yeah definitely yeah. Um, I mean I knew I always felt like in my heart even before I was saved I was like man I'm going to the NBA like yeah I would do this, that, like and even when I got saved I was like you know what I'm gonna play basketball overseas and I'm gonna do missions but man it's just you know when the more time you spend with God the more clarity you get from God so it's just yeah much time with God. I spent so much time with my youth pastor and I learned what I was good at. I learned what my gifts were. And I knew that with teenagers, man, it's just, it's just something that God has called me to do in this season of my life is just to be a light towards young people is to show young people that, Hey, like you can be satisfied with God and not be satisfied with anything else. Because at a young age, I learned that, you know, no matter how much you have, no matter how much money you have, no, how, no matter how popular you are, you know that will never, you know, numb the issues of your life. Only Jesus can get rid of that. Only Jesus can heal you from the past. And man, just just understanding that and just realizing that, I and mean, just staying with my youth pastor and allowing him to pour into me, I realized what my true purpose was, and I'm here now because.
1: Mm man i i love that and i definitely can see that in my life is youth pastors can be undervalued a lot and and, you know and i mean i take this from a standpoint of teachers too teachers are they are so much like youth pastors in the same way they do a lot and if you look at it they're one of the jobs that get paid the least amount
0: yeah
1: and with that sacrifice there's a lot of times where you question, I'm not getting enough money for this. Why right, am I still right. doing this? Right In this past year, I really struggled with that. Like I was like, God, like I know you put a passion for youth on my heart, but I'm just not seeing it. I don't see anything happening. Like I don't see anything good coming out of. And so I begin to pray, like God, I just need you to show me somebody that we've touched, that we've helped, so that I know like what I'm doing is not just a waste of time. And it was a couple weeks after that conversation I had with God that somebody wrote us a letter um, to all of our leadership team just simply stating, like, this is what you've done in my life. This is how I went from a broken child to now, you know, I found hope in Jesus, how I want to serve Jesus, how I want to love people better because simply of what Jesus did through you guys to help me. And in that moment, I realized it doesn't matter who it doesn't matter how many people you help because of that one person um, and and it was so rewarding to just be able to say this is what i did like this yeah. is like this really touched someone's life not saying like you know speaking in front of crowds of hundreds of people is it's i mean it's good like we'd love to do that if that opportunity comes like that is such a great opportunity But there has been nothing more powerful than having one-on-one conversations with people just to simply invest into them, just to simply love them. And that's what I love about this, this podcast and the ministry we do is simply to help people discover purpose, passion, and potential. And I think that's the mission, that's simply the mission of youth pastors and of teachers, like we know we don't get them forever. We know we have typically four years to really invest. And help the student put their feet in the water, and and I think it's so special. I think youth pastors that is such a big sacrifice they make. And there's a lot of times when they question, "Am I doing this for any good?" And you know, maybe there's a youth pastor listening to this today, and we just simply want to tell you, your what you're doing is enough, because there's there's some kid either in your youth ministry or in your city who struggles at home but feels that he's safe because of what you're doing in his life and so maybe that's the message of this podcast today is simply to tell you to keep pressing forward just because we know i mean as youth pastors ourselves we know how difficult those seasons are when especially now that your kids may be still stuck at home like you don't really get to see them or know how they're doing I know we're still not meeting. Our youth groups aren't meeting. And so we question, like, are our students, you know, are their needs being met at home? And it's been right. really tough. And so, man, I just want to say if you're a youth pastor and you're listening today that the sacrifice you have made for God's kingdom in doing youth ministry is super rewarding. And yeah. you'll, never, you'll never regret it. You'll look back on it. Even if you step out of a role in youth ministry, you'll still look back at it and say that was one of the happiest moments of your life. And right. I know there's a lot of stress that comes with doing youth ministry. Sometimes when you step out of it, you kind of feel relieved. But there's, you'll hear students come back in 10 years or 20 years and say, you know, simply what you have now. I'm a husband. I'm a wife now simply because of what you did to me. I know I was having a conversation with my youth pastor um, last week, and I said, you know, I hope I can be half the father you are. Like, because that's how much love you've shown me that I, I inspired to be half the man you are when I get older. And, yeah. and I think that's what's special about youth pastors is many youth ministries, you know, a lot of times I see youth ministry, they have at least 30. They have about 30 students or 20 to 30 students seems to be like the average in youth ministry. And yeah. you know, maybe you only have five that you're super close with and the other ones are just there for like a hangout or a good time. But I mean, since you've been in youth ministry now, how has some of your students even impacted you? Let's take it from that perspective.
0: Oh man, you'd be surprised. Um, I'm not going to say his name because I don't feel like it's everybody's business, but there's this young man that recently just joined our youth ministry. And Man, when I tell you that he just lights up my day every time I walk in this mm. this, this church, he, he really lights up my day because the first time he walked in, you know, he wasn't really passionate about Jesus. You know, he didn't really know any Bible scriptures or anything like that. But he yeah. just wanted somebody to care. Mm. And God put him on my heart. We, I remember me and my wife saw him in Family Dollar one day, and this was before he even, like, came start joining our youth ministry. And God just put on my heart right there to, like, start reaching out to that young man. And just spending time with him one-on-one and, like, going to out to eat with him and a couple of other boys and a couple of other guy leaders, that just really changed my life because, like, I think a lot, a lot of us have pastors or speakers. I feel like a lot of us feel like that we have to get our point across with a microphone or in front of a, a pulpit. And yeah. it, in reality, it does work, but like we've just been talking about this whole podcast, man, like conversations change lives forever. Yeah. And I just me conversating with this young man. I hope I can do everything I can to help him be who he's called to be in Christ. And that's how he's impacting my life because he's making me better as a communicator, not as a preacher, you know? Yeah. And man, it's just also really as past as youth pastors, like you said, we do get overlooked. We do, you know, we do do the, do the stuff that nobody really wants to do. Like who wants to like spend two hours with a bunch of kids all day and sweat? <laughs> Who wants to do that? But it, at the end of the day, like it's so rewarding and it's so refreshing because like you're pouring into somebody's future. Like you're helping somebody become a father. You're helping somebody to graduate high school. You're helping somebody, yeah. to, get, you're helping somebody to stay off the streets at a young age. And I think as youth pastors, I think we have the John, I feel like we have John the Baptist uh, the anointing of John the Baptist because John the Baptist, you know he was in the wilderness and he wasn't really well known in the Bible like nobody really talks about. Him. nobody gives him the credit, but one of the main things John the Baptist did was he pre- pre- he prepared the way of the Lord for the yeah. people Jesus the most. And I feel like as youth pastors or even as pastors or even as leaders man, we're called to prepare the way of God. In somebody's life to help somebody understand who they are in Christ, what they're supposed to do with their life, who are they called to be, what are they called to do? And man, as we continue to just plow ground and as we continue to reach students and reach young people, man, yeah, we're making we're helping people's lives be better, and that's our job—not to get the glory from it, but to help people help people be better than what they were yesterday. Mm,
1: dude, I love that, and you—you you said a word that actually sticks out a lot to me in this, and it was preacher. One yeah. of the biggest, biggest things that I've never called myself actually is a preacher. Yeah. And I, I read a book. I don't remember the, the name of the author, but the title was He Will Be My Preacher. And oh, wow. that's simply why I use the word pastor. I'm the speaker, the pastor, but I'm not the preacher. Just right. like I actually wrote a book but I actually don't refer to myself as the author. I refer to myself as the writer because God actually created the story. And oh, I right. think that's and that's kind of my correlation between an author and a preacher is God created that story. And I'm simply Amen. just speaking it. And one of the things I love about doing youth ministry for us is we spend a lot of time in small groups. That has become our our place we really focus on simply for those conversations. Because we know that if you put sixth grade and seventh grade boys together, they're gonna talk. If you were to yeah. put a sixth grade boy with a twelfth grade girl, neither of them are gonna talk. They're not gonna have those conversations that they should be experiencing with people their own age. And that's what I loved and I love that we found that avenue because there were times where we we're like, is this working? And then we yeah. really we really discovered what you said of we don't need the stage anymore. We need yeah. places where we can connect. And I love that word connect has been one of the biggest words in my life this year is simply those conversations, simply sitting down having lunch with the student and just hoping that the you plant is going to stick with them forever. And I mean, we're both testimonies of that. Somebody who sat us down one-on-one, who, who invested their time into us. And now we're here to say this works. This yeah is good like this is something you want even if it's just 30 minutes out of your week or 20 minutes out of your week just giving back to a young person i mean it's wisdom like if you look in the bible i mean us as kids we're supposed to look up to the older people for wisdom and i mean vice versa the younger people should be obedient to wanting to give the wisdom and so i mean my challenge as we just wrap this up i want to just keep this short today just quick to the point is as we wrap up I want to just give a challenge to simply invest into a kid. Maybe you know a child who who has a bad home life or maybe you you know a child who has potential to do great things in life. I mean we all know those people and I just pray that God lays on your heart to send that person a text or you know call them and invite them to lunch or something and just really connect with them this week or this month because I think that's where it starts is if we want the next generation to, to be happy to live a life that is going to be fulfilling. I think it starts with us being willing to invest our time into them. And that's youth pastors are super good at that, but there's not enough youth pastors as there are kids. And so (laughs) it, it takes an army. We see that in scripture. It takes an army of people. To make a difference yeah amen and so as we wrap up today i just want to invite you to be part of that army and if you don't know how to lead a youth or you have questions on how you could help lead someone we we definitely would love to connect with you on how we could pour into you how we could pray into you so that you could you know be that light for somebody or it's simply you just want to help invest into a young person our ministries or we that is our focus and so if you'd like to give we would definitely love for you to help invest into us that way because if you give it goes directly back to those young people so we just want to say as we close today that we love you and we are happy that you joined us again on the harvest podcast and we'll see you next
0: week amen